A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello, I'm Auntie Cecily. And I'm Auntie Nat. And we're so glad you've decided to join us all for worship. Auntie Nat, we have children who have been watching us from all sorts of different places. Mm. Who would you like to say hello to today? I would like to say hello to someone I met at Big Camp. I'd like to say hello to Matthew from New South Wales. Hello, Hi, Matthew. Matthew. We hope you're feeling God's blessing as you join us week by week. We also have Teddy to say hello to. Hello, Teddy. I think he's just sort of cleaning himself a little bit there, ready for Sabbath. <laughs> Auntie Nat, would you like to say a prayer to open our worship time sure, together? I'd love to. Dearest Heavenly Father, we just thank and praise your name that we're here for the Sabbath to worship you. We thank you, Lord, for the children here and the children watching us at home. We ask, Lord, a wonderful blessing on them. We thank you for keeping us safe this week. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Honey, Cecily, what's in the box? Oh, would you like to have a look in our gift box and tell us what key to the kingdom we have this week? What does it say? Give your heart to Jesus. And what's the text on the other side of the tag? Luke 14:33. Thanks, Joey. Bethany, would you like to read that text for us from the Bible? So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Thanks, Bethany. Giving our heart to Jesus means not holding anything back. That's why God says we have to forsake all to follow him. It doesn't mean God wants to make our lives unhappy. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Mrs. White in the book Steps to Christ says that God doesn't require us to give up anything that's in our best interest to retain. Often when we give everything to God, He can give things back to us because He can trust us to use them wisely in His service. Later in our lesson, we'll see this in Solomon's life. Solomon gave his life to God and chose wisdom rather than riches. But God gave Solomon wisdom and riches as well. When we give ourselves completely to God, He can trust us with things that might normally corrupt us. God wants our heart. In Jeremiah 29:13 it says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now how can we give our hearts and lives fully to God? Remember when we discussed repentance in Acts 2.37 and Peter's answer to the question, what shall we do? Peter responded, repent and be baptized every one of you. So a public way of giving our hearts to God is to be baptized. Bethany, what did your baptism mean to you? Well, it was my way of showing everyone around me that I wanted to follow Jesus, so I got baptized. Oh, that's wonderful, Bethany. So if God's speaking to your heart and you haven't been baptized, think about it and pray and ask God to guide you in this important step. 
So as we spend time with the King this Sabbath, let's ask God to make you willing to give your heart to him without holding anything back. That's beautiful, Annie Cecily. Thank you for sharing that with us. It, God really wants us to give our hearts mm -hmm. to him. I can see that Braden is here. Thank you, Braden, for coming so faithfully every week and sharing your musical talent with us. Thanks, Annie Nat. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing some songs. Oh, friend, do you love Jesus? Oh, friend, do you love Jesus? Yes, I love Jesus. Are you sure you love Jesus? Wide, wide as the ocean? We certainly can. Wide, wide as the ocean, high as the That's a great song. Let's sing it together. and we sang some of my favourite songs today. And who's going to join us next for a story? Dr. John. Yes, let's find out what Dr. John has for us this week. Hello, boys and girls. It's wonderful to be back together again. 
and a special welcome to the boys and girls in South Australia in the city of Adelaide where this true story happened. And it was about a little girl called Sally and she wanted a budgie. Let me tell you a secret. Now your mums and dads might not want you to have a budgie, but I'll tell you how to get one. You go to mummy and daddy, on the first day you say, can I have a horse? They'll say no. On the second day, can I have a horse? Third, fourth, fifth, sixth day, can I please have a horse? No, 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 no. And on the seventh day you say, can I have a budgie? They'll say yes. They'll be so relieved they're not getting a horse. And she got a budgie, little Sally, and her mother said, you can have this budgie as long as you promise me you will look after it. Oh, yes, mummy, I'll look after my budgie. And she was so faithful for two weeks. And then not always was her cage cleaned out. And poor little Chippy was a bit ignored. And one day mum said, Sally, you're not going anywhere until you clean the cage. So Sally thought, I'm in a hurry. I'm going to use a vacuum cleaner. Now, let me tell you what happens. Because she had the vacuum cleaner, she turned it on, and I'm not turning it on yet because of the noise. And just as she turned it on, her friend rang and she was distracted. Vacuum cleaners, mobile phones, and budgies are not a very good mix. And so, and I'll try not to make it go for too long. She was vacuuming and she was looking the other way and not paying attention. Oh! Oh! Where's Chippy? Well, we better, we better get Chippy out real fast. And she opened the vacuum cleaner and there was poor little Chippy. Oh. He was dirty, he was dazed. Oh, mummy's gonna be angry. So she got a bowl of water and she put him in and gave him a bath. And then he was looking very bedraggled. So she got mummy's hairdryer. And poor little Chippy. He was still alive. He was in deep shock because a vacuum had come into his life. He'd fallen into a black hole. He was totally shocked and gave him back to his owner. In this case, it's not Sally. And you look after poor little Budgie. You know, the newspaper people heard about this story and they came to the house and Sally's mummy was there. And they said, how is Chippy. And she gave an answer which I thought was quite remarkable. She said, Chippy's all right. He spends a lot of time just looking out the window, but he has lost his song. He no longer sings, he sang all the time. And kids, this reminds me of the children of Israel, because they disobeyed God, God allowed them to be taken into captivity right across to Babylon. And there is a text in the Bible that says, 
the people who captured them said, we want you to sing. We hear that you sing very well. Please sing for us. But you know, they hung their harps on the tree down by the rivers of Babylon. And the Bible tells us that they couldn't sing because they had disobeyed God and they had been punished. Now, Chippy didn't do anything wrong, but he had a big shock and it took him a long, long time to learn to sing again. And you know, we need to sing. We're told that when we meet Jesus, we'll sing a beautiful song about Moses and the Lamb, because Moses was a faithful prophet of God. And we will sing. Even when you are hurt, even when you are frightened, if you follow God, please don't stop singing about him. Singing means your heart is happy. And I love that story. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Sophie, can you please say a prayer for us before we start our Bible study? Dear Father, help us to understand what we read in our Bibles today. Help us give our hearts to you. We ask that you please be especially, especially with the children at home and bless them, bless them this, this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sophie. Matthew, can you remember what we studied about last Sabbath? David's children. Yes, it was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? Mm. Well, today we're going to look at the life of David's son, Solomon, who was chosen to be the next king. Let's go to First Chronicles and see what David said to his son, Solomon. Aaron, can you please read First Chronicles 28, 11 and then 19 to 20. Then David gave his son, Solomon, the plans for the vestibule, its houses, its treasuries, its upper chambers, its inner chambers and the place of the mercy seat. All this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. And David said to his son, Solomon, be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. Thanks, Aaron. So David encouraged his son to be strong and courageous and be faithful to God. David had prepared all the plans for the building of the temple in which were written under the inspiration of God. Let's see what else David had prepared. Caleb, can you read First Chronicles 29, 3 to 4? Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and the 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses. Wow, that was a lot of gold that David gave. A talent was a measurement of weight that was used back then. A talent in today's measurement is about 33 kilos. And if you have a look on our table there, we have a brick that's been sprayed paint with gold and it's exactly 33 kilos. So that brick that you see there is a talent, but there is something very special sitting on top of that brick. It's real gold. Someone's brought that in to show us and that is beautiful. So that is a real gold nugget sitting there to give you an idea. 
All right, Abigail, can you read First Chronicles 29, 6-7? Then the leaders of the fathers' houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds, with the officers over the king's work offered willingly. They gave for the work of the house of God five thousand talents and ten thousand darkets of gold, then ten thousand talents of silver, eighteen thousand talents of bronze, and one hundred thousand talents of iron. Wow, David made an appeal to his people and they donated precious materials with a joyful heart. They gave an extra 5,000 talents of gold and add to that the three talents David already gave. They had 8,000 talents of gold. That amount in today's value is around about 14 billion Australian dollars worth of gold. That's a lot of gold. Let's go back to First Kings. Sophie, can you please read that for us? 1 Kings 2, 10 to 12, please. So David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. The period that David reigned over Israel was 40 years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron and in Jerusalem he reigned 33 years. Then Solomon sat on the throne of his father David and his kingdom was firmly established. So David died. Do you know what? We have been through an amazing journey with David, learning about him. He lived an extraordinary life. Okay, so we're now going back to Second Chronicles. And Matthew, you're going to read Second Chronicles 1, 3 and 6. Then Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the high place that was Gibeon for the tabernacle of meeting with God was there which Moses the servant of the Lord had made in the wilderness. And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. Thanks, Matthew. That was well read. Solomon, at the beginning of his reign, decided to go with all the leaders of Israel to the original tabernacle at Gibeon. Let's see what happened next. Mia, can you read Second Chronicles 1, 7 to 8 and 10, please? On that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, You have shown great mercy to David, my father, and have made me king in his palace place. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this, for this pe- people for who, who can judge this great people of yours. Well, so this is one of the first occasions that God came to Solomon. And what was it that Solomon asked for? Wisdom. Wisdom, yes. Okay, Annie Cecily, can you read Second Chronicles 1, 11 to 12? Then God said to Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked riches or wealth or honour or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king, wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. And I will give you riches and wealth and honour, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. Well, so God was happy because Solomon did not ask for wealth, but asked for wisdom instead. And because of this, God blessed him with both wealth, 
and wisdom. Let's go back to 1 Kings chapter 3. Now, during these times, there was no courthouses or lawyers. If you had a problem, you went to see the king. So here we have a case of two women who have both recently had a baby and lived in the same house. One night, one of the babies died and the mother switched her dead baby with the live one while the other mother slept. Let's see what happened when this mother woke up. Erin, can you read 1 Kings 3, 21 to 22? And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he was dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed, he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other said, then the other woman said, No, but the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. So they're arguing over whom the dead son belonged to. Let's find out what King Solomon does. Caleb, can you read 1 Kings 3, 24 to 25? Then the king said, Bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Wow. Abigail, can you read 1 Kings 3, 26 to 27? Then the woman whose son was the living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son. And she said, O oh my Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. But the other said, Let him be neither mine or yours, but divide him. So the king answered and said, Give the first woman the, woman the living child and by no means kill him. She is the... She is his mother. So the real mother didn't want her baby to be killed and to save him, she was willing to give him up and give him to the other woman. King Solomon recognised this and gave the mother her baby back. After this, all Israel recognised the wise judgments of Solomon. Let's go over to our memory verse in James 1.5 and let's read it together. And for the children at home, James is found in the New Testament. Okay, let's read that. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. If we pray to God and ask for wisdom like King Solomon, God will grant us wisdom as well. What an amazing promise. Sophie, can you please read our last verse in 1 Kings 4? 29 to 30 and 34. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt and men of all nations from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Thanks Sophie. God really did answer Solomon's prayer. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on these verses. Mia, can you please read that for us? The name of Jehovah was greatly honoured during the first part of Solomon's reign. The wisdom and righteousness revealed by the king borne witness to all nations of the excellency of the attributes of God whom he served. For a time Israel was a was a was as the light of the world showing forth the greatness of Jehovah. Wow. So Solomon's wisdom was always to glorify God. 
Thank you boys and girls for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we study today. Here's how you can get that. Hey boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind the scene photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. So, so hop online today. Thanks, Kate and Anna. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Auntie Nat, what are we going to learn about next week? Sure, yes, next week, next Sabbath, we are going to study about a very special building that King Solomon built. Have a look in your Bibles and see if you can work it out. Auntie Cecily, can we go over our memory verse that we learnt in our Bible study yes. today? Would you like to say that all together? James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Guess what, kids? We've come to the end of another worship time, and it's gone so quickly today. Bethany, what did you learn about the king today? That we pray for wisdom just like King Solomon did. Yes, we sure can. And it's a prayer God loves to answer. Aunty Cecily, do you think we're ready to sing our goodbye song? I do. Would you like to turn around and sing to the boys and girls at home? because he obeyed God and all the animals were saved in the ark. My favourite story in the Bible is about the 12 spies and how Caleb and Joshua stood up in front of everybody. My favourite story in the Bible is Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus because he's the saviour of the world. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.